Hey, happy Sunday out there to everyone. I just wanted to jump on real quick. This is not my next uh, podcast episode, but a PSA. I wanted to drop a quick note and just kind of give some people something to uh, pray about today and think about a little bit. But basically, I saw some things this weekend on social media about some games being canceled at the JV and junior high baseball and softball level, and it was due to no officials. And so that kind of made me wonder, and I reached out to a handful of people that I know and kind of asked them if they knew about it and what was going on and different situations, and and they were all telling me about how, obviously, the pandemic has caused some officials to opt out this this season and and not want to umpire, but then there's also some other things, you know, such as uh, parents and dealing with the the craziness that's going on out there with with that, and also... um, you know, some of the older officials are retiring and nobody's stepping up to take that because they don't want to deal with parents. If, if you took a vote, um, that's the number one thing that everyone would say. And, and it's crazy that sometimes, you know, I hear people say things like, oh, yeah, well, I wouldn't want to deal with parents either. But, you know, deep down inside my soul, I'm like, well, you could be one of the parents that, you know, <laughs> that they're struggling with. So, but nobody wants to admit that like, yeah, I'm that parent. I'm that pitcher's dad or mom, you know, and, and I'm the one always giving the, you know, umpires a hard time, which I mean, good umpires have been doing a long time. They don't hear you most of the time anyways. And so they're just there to do the job. And, you know, none of these umpires wake up and think like, oh man, I think I'm gonna go put on my uniform later and screw over some high school kids and make some bad calls. So, I mean, that's not what they're there for. They're just human. And, uh, you know, there are some bad umpires out there that are consistently bad. And there's uh, some really, really good umpires out there. And, you know, that's at all levels. There's there's good, bad umpires. And so uh, it's just part of life. We're human. I mean, there's really good carpenters out there and there's really bad carpenters out there and there's really good truck drivers out there and there's really bad truck drivers out there. There's really good CEOs and there's CEOs that fail and, you know, their businesses don't make it. So, I mean, there's lots of different uh, things out there for that, but I wanted to touch on these things just a uh, couple couple brief moments here. And and you know, one thing that to go along with this, I seen uh, two different stories this weekend where one referee was actually at an AAU basketball game. He was body slammed by a parent, and the parent kind of lost their mind there. And then there was another story where up in Cleveland near Sandusky, or not Cleveland, but near Sandusky near Cedar Point, there was a shooting where a, a parent got upset and actually shot at a coach and um, I don't know the whole outcome of that but um, just mind-boggling to me so what I'm asking for today is just to pray for the youth pray for the kids Um, the kids out there are working so hard every day uh, trying to you know get better at their craft and try to you know be better no matter if that's an athletic event or choir band or any other kind of club 4-H FFA any of that kind of stuff you know they're they're doing everything they can and you know, sometimes they're not even doing it for themselves. You know, parents are kind of pushing them to, to do things and kind of forcing them along. And, um, you know, that's not going to help them get real far either later on. But at any rate, you know, a couple other things with this. Uh, one thing that's discouraging to me is is how uh, when I was in my recruiting with the college and trying to recruit players, you know, I went out to a lot of the local high school games and even some a little bit further out on our off days because I was trying to draw – as much of a crowd to the university as I could, especially local talent, because there, there's a lot of local talent there um, nearby um, where I was coaching at, and so I'd go out and watch, you know, these games and just talk to coaches and 
parents and players and different things and get a feel for, you know, what they were looking for in universities and different things. And, uh, it always mind boggled me that I would try to ask coaches like, how, how's your JV program or how's your junior high program? And I would say eight out of 10 honestly had no idea. They had no clue. They were just like, ah, well, you know, we don't get to see the JV much. We don't get to practice with them. And, and that kind of always puzzled me and and junior high they never had any idea what was going on in junior high ever and so that just kind of blew my mind that you you know you're trying to build a program you want a tradition but you you don't know and you'll notice that some of those programs that have long-standing quality programs are the ones that do know what they've got in JV and do know what they have at the junior high level and do know what they have to expect in a few years and they're already working to build that program even more later on down the road and so there's a lot of programs out there that they don't have any idea and I actually firsthand experienced this years ago I was coaching at uh, the middle school level and I had a team in seventh grade that really struggled they they only beat one team in the league um we won two games beating that team twice and I think we were two and 12 or something along those lines well then the following year um we had a couple girls that had to lead the team just because of personal reasons and whatnot so uh we went from 12 players to 10 players basically and with the same exact 10 players that played the year before uh that team worked their tail off and they and they won the league the following year so they they went from being two and twelve to fourteen and one or two. I don't remember if they lost one or two games, but and the crazy thing to add to that was uh, the teams that finished second and third that year didn't have seventh grade teams. They only had eighth grade teams. They only ran with eighth grade eighth grade teams. So those teams finished second and third. So that's how much separation there was from the teams the year before to that year. With us losing two players, we didn't add anything. There was nothing, no secret piece that fell out of the sky for us. So just kind of a crazy thing there and um so after our awards banquet and everything the the varsity coach had asked me um hey is there anybody good on that team <laughs> and I just was appalled that you know your junior high team that just worked their tail off and you know won won their league you, you don't even know anything about them you don't know who plays on that team you, you don't have any idea and so I mean at least he did ask and he wanted to know but to me you know, when I was at the high school level, I stayed for the junior high practices. I stayed for the um, JV practices as much as I could, as long as we weren't practicing at the same time. And I, I want to be involved. And, and part of the thing is, too, is with these student athletes um, coming through junior high, they're working their way to get to your varsity program. And, um, you know, they want to they want to impress you. They want to make you happy. And they're going to be nervous at the same time. You know, it's it's they're scared almost to to be to the varsity level and uh if you're there all throughout their career when they get there in junior high and you're you're working with them and you're coaching them up and you're building them up and then you're with them in the jv program and they know that you still care about them and uh, i feel like a lot of jv players just feel like you know they're nobody and they're not important and they're never going to make varsity and that's not the case it's just they need more developing and you know sometimes if you're the number three catcher and you're not quite there yet and there's a senior catcher and a junior catcher in front of you you know that jv year there's nothing wrong with that that's to give you the opportunity to get those reps and work on different things and you know as a varsity coach if you can tell that jv player that hey i really want you to work on a b and c while you're in these games and you know really strive for that then 
that's going to give them something to look forward to. That's going to give them something to work for. And they're going to try to do that because they want to impress you the following year to make your team. And if they don't ever see you, they don't ever hear from you. They don't know anything about you. It's just going to make it harder and harder for them to connect with you and, and know what you expect. And then once they get to your program as juniors and seniors, they have no idea what to expect. They don't know what they're working with. They don't know what your attitude's like and what your development's like. And so it just puts them behind. So I think uh, if they're comfortable with you, they know about you, they know what you expect. I think that just opens all the doors up on so many different levels. So for me personally, uh, I'd like to see that out of out of the, the coaching aspect of things for, uh, for the, the youth. And then um, what – one of the other things, you know, is that officials don't want to deal with yelling and screaming and parents and all the craziness and with these uh, shortages of officials and they uh, are have to do a lot of games by themselves with just one official. And I, I've been to so many games where there's one official and I hear parents yelling and screaming and saying crazy stuff and it just blows my mind that you know, everyone assumes they know the rules. Everyone assumes that they know everything about the sport, but there's a lot of things they don't take into consideration. And one of my prime examples that I always use is, you know, I've been to games before where there's one official, he's behind the plate. There's a runner on first base and she's leaving just a tad bit early. I mean, barely early, but she's still leaving early. Well, these parents are yelling and screaming that they, you know, you know, she's leaving early. I, I, you got to see that. How do you not see that? Well, she's on first base. The umpire's call balls and strikes behind home plate, obviously. Well, he's got to watch all the mechanics of the pitcher. He's got to make sure she's, you know, doing the right thing with her feet and with uh, not separating re-separating and she's, you know, following all her rules. He's got to watch the batter and where are her feet and what is she doing, um, you know, and then he's got to watch where the pitch is actually locating. Is that a ball or a strike? Is it inside, outside, high, low? Where is it? And then at the same point in time, you want him to watch that runner on first base and know if she's leaving early or not and it's not possible and so you know that doesn't make him a bad umpire that makes him an umpire to disadvantage because unfortunately he's by himself and he shouldn't be um me personally i wish there was three umpires at every single game just because i think that would make it so much easier on the officials now parents that have either you know lost sight of what's actually being you know accomplished here where we're just trying to get our youth some opportunities to play the game because it's a very impactful part of their uh life because it is a platform to set them up for life um you know with discipline and different things and um it's just appalling to me that you know so many people lose their minds and with uh coaches too coaches are yelling and screaming and going crazy over some of the most minor things and you know if they could approach that with respect and just diligence and patience and um, me personally, I think I got some calls sometimes that, I mean, I didn't really know if I was even right, but it was just the fact that I approached it with respect. I talked to the officials like a human being like, Hey, I, I thought I seen this, but I, I can't really tell. And you know, I'm 60 foot away or a hundred foot away. So I, I don't have the angle that this person has, you know, and you, you talk to them like a human being and they'll go talk to their partner or whatever. If it's even a call that can be questioned because there's calls that coaches try to question all the time can't even question that but they're going to try to do it anyways and then they get mad because they know the rules they've been coaching for 30 years and you know that's the line that always comes out and it's just frustrating so but at any rate if you approach it with some common sense and some courtesy it's going to take you a long way and then they'll talk about it and and whatever and I love the parents that are in left field or uh in their car yelling that's a bar strike and I mean come on um 
these people can call balls and strikes from a completely different angle, a completely different depth perception, but yet they can't find the ketchup in their own refrigerator that's on the second shelf. I mean, to me, like, this stuff just, it, it all adds up. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, and the whole point of this is that that hurts our youth. That That is our youth that's not getting an opportunity to play the game because there's no officials because they, they don't want to deal with it. And, you know, beyond that, with the officials that are retiring and whatnot, there's no body to replace them because nobody wants to deal with the wrath of the parents and what's to come so just think about that and think about having a little common courtesy and and whatnot because the bottom line is some of these kids need these sports more than you would ever know um, I had a wrestler a few years ago that you know he wasn't the best wrestler but he, he wasn't really cut out for all the practicing and everything but he basically uh asked me if there was any way that he could just hang out with us on the weekends you know his mom had not went down a good path and he was having a hard home life and he didn't he just didn't want to be at home and so he just wanted to go to keep stats and hang out with us and, and all that and I mean obviously I'm going to do that for him and help him um there was multiple kids I had to pick up and take back and forth to practice and different things and so anything to keep these kids involved anything to keep these kids interested and keep them off the streets and um you know, we want to try to build our youth up because if, if we don't, when we're all older and, you know, our kids are older, who knows what will be left of the world. So pray for our youth today. Pray for the umpires, the coaches. Um, and, and this isn't just athletics. I mean, I know I spoke a lot about athletics, but and this is longer than I ever wanted to go. But it's just fact that it, it does need to be prayed about. It needs to be thought about because this is just something that um, is it, hurting our whole um community as a whole so all right i hope everybody has a great sunday i appreciate you listening um and we're gonna get this second podcast up here real soon so just a psa today i'm praying for our youth thanks a lot guys have a great sunday